Hey guys, this is Steven, and I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is Anchor. Anchor is free and super user friendly, as well as it is a platform that distributes each episode to all the streaming platforms that you love, such as iTunes, Spotify, and many more. Last but not least, it also has all the tools in the app itself to help you start your own podcast today. So start your very own podcast today by downloading the Anchor app that is free as well as you can go to anchor.fm to get started today on your amazing podcast you've been waiting on to do for so long. Thanks, guys. I'm Steven. This is my co-host. Hey, this is Amber. This is Poema Podcast, guys, where we like to have a ton of fun, like to laugh hard and play harder. All about having that creative space where we can just be ourselves. So, who's in for some good times, some hard laughs, some big cries? We're being new. I know that we are. So, uh, Welcome to our podcast, where we encourage and inspire creatives to be creative with conversations that answer real questions and get to the heart of everyone's reason. Welcome to Poyama PDX. Hey, Amber. How are, how's it going? It's just the two of us. It's just good. Me. I know. It's weird. We've had three of us for a few weeks, so this is kind of I know. Just the two of us. <laughs> that so, means fun. That's what that means. Oh, yeah. So pretty much our guests are just like, this weigh us down. That's trying to say we're not gonna have any guests on here anymore. <laughs> we're screwed. Yes, <laughs> they they they're all out for the rest of the time. No, yeah. we'll have- if you guys ever have any inquiries to come in, yeah. then you know just <laughs> throw them out there. We might we might just pick so yeah. Oh, you know, so many people will have lots of guests. I think. And then every once in a while, I'll throw somebody in. <laughs> That's my contribution. Okay. If we if we need to, you can always just bring in your your kids. You can always bring in your husband. You can always bring in your your dog. You know, that's, that's a great a couple, contribution. Yeah, that's a couple weeks worth because I have a lot of kids. So I know. Yeah, we can all do are under a creative roof. That's <laughs> always good. All my kids are very creative. They would love it. I know. <laughs> so yeah. So how was they, how was your week? Oh, last week, it felt like it was just a lot. Um, it was very, very busy, which is which is good. Like a lot of people throw the, that word out, busy, like it's like a bad thing. But it was busy with, with things that I, I really believe that are, are really helping moving things forward. Um, so I was able to record, do some recording on some music stuff. I was able to... Uh, just learn a lot about engineering and 
and then like obviously working full time and then also just able to um, celebrate Easter and celebrate um, this Good Friday and everything as well. So that was really good. Like it was a it was a very reflective week and also a very full one. So it's kind of crazy like how Easter Easter week is just like I feel like it's it's just like one blur of just getting together with family or having a lot of food and you know or just like you're just going left and right trying to like please a lot of people with easter egg hunt and then the service and like an early morning service and good friday service and you're just like i don't even know what day of the week it is oh it's it's still it's still sunday oh my gosh like this day it's felt like it's gone on for eternity <laughs> day off so yay yeah, I did. So that, that was definitely good. Very, very good to have that time to be able to reflect, be able to rejoice. I think it's important for us to be able to reflect on Christ's death. And I think a lot of times we, we get so caught up in in the resurrection that we, we forget about the actual sufferings of Christ that, you know, it's if we don't reflect on that, like we really have a hard, we can have a really hard time for being able to get to the full epicenter of, of the glorious celebration of Easter. Yeah, I totally agree. Awesome. Yeah, it, I agree. It's been, it's one of those weeks where it feels like it was slow motion, but it went by really fast at the same time. So kind of crazy we had a bunch of family over yesterday and easter dinner and easter egg hunts and that was great and church to start the day off it was really good sermon and um great worship and um yeah it just it it was a full week for sure so i think i'm right there with you but yeah yeah good Uh, I, i just feel like the older the older you get the more full it life gets but like I think it's so important just to be able to have that time that like you always hear older your your grandparents or your older people you look up to like just to be like hey like take some time to like go smell the flowers and stuff like I think that's like super important because a lot a lot this culture now is just like go 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 bbb and like all these different things and I, I think it's like important just to like you're like wait like I'm celebrating the fact that I'm alive and like, and it's like, that's something that's so valid to, to stop and like reflect that you have like these cool senses and to be able to enjoy, enjoy it. And, um, I really was reflecting a lot about, um, the word belief this past weekend, because I just feel like, that word just gets thrown around so flippantly and like it's I think it's in our culture just to say believe and I kind of think of like the I think of Pixar I think of Disney I think of um that uh what's movie I don't even know what movie it is but like be yourself you know that kind of like I forget what movie that is from but it's a Disney movie Oh, El Taladin. Um, and 
where we we have this like notion, this desire in our heart to to believe, but simply believing is it's not it's not enough. Um, and I think that's something that I was reflecting upon a lot this past weekend with within the community that I'm a part of. Um, and we we really stand firmly in the belief of Christ, and we also stand firmly in the belief of change and and being countercultural and and I just find that to be very very good. But belief without action, it it doesn't make it it doesn't do anything. You know, like if we said that we want to we believe that we can be an astronaut or we can be a photographer or a musician or whatever kind of creative endeavor. And we just say that and we literally don't make the push. What, what does that, you know, do it? It literally just, it's just empty words that go out into the, the world. And I just find that to be so relevant in this day and age that we just say, well, I believe that we can make a difference and be the change you want to see if you want to say we're like Gandhi or whatever, but like, but are, are we really taking that into effect? Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah. Um, just like you said, um, it, it's a hard one because you don't want to say, well, in order to believe or have faith or believe in the Lord that you have to do do things, right? Uh, you know, because people will relate that to something different than what we do actually believe. So that's not what we're saying. It's, it's not that in order to be saved um, and to be a follower, you have to ha- do certain actions. That's absolutely opposite of what we're saying. But what you are saying, which I love and agree with, is, you know, like you were saying, if you want to be an astronaut, then you believe you can, but you sit on your couch and you don't go out and go to school for it and, you know, take the steps to become that astronaut, it's not going to happen. It's not just going to fall in your lap. So just like, you know, with um, belief in the Lord, um, there's steps that you, you take, you know, you're, for me, I personally, I'm in the word um, as often as I can. Um, and I pray a lot, so it's, it's a lot to do with relationship with the Lord, um, because I know that he has said clearly in the word that, um, that relationship is key, you know, so, so that one-on-one prayer time and being in the word and hearing and listening and sitting at his feet and allowing him to just breathe into you, you know, and learning from that is all a part of believing, um, and, it's not like if I get up and I do something wrong, um, there's grace, mercy, and forgiveness for that in Christ. Um, and it doesn't mean I don't believe because I made a mistake. I still believe, but I'm also human and I'm a sinner and I'm saved by grace. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of where I come from on that. Yeah. Um, I just I just see a lot of, and I think that's very valid, like in regards to like faith and Christianity. Um, like, yeah, we're not saved by our works, but we, but we have to take the first step. Like, we, because as we know, like, or as 
we we personally know, but maybe our listeners don't know, is like there's this the step of surrender, which you know is not the easiest step to to take. Um, we we kind of see that once we start the process, like it's not like a oh yeah I'll just surrender my life. Like that's that sounds very um, sounds very big to do like in the in the bigger scheme of things when you're not following in that kind of perspective of, of being a Christ follower. Um, but like once you start the step in the process, like I'm saying, like with anything, like when you when you take your first step, I believe that the the next steps get they get easier. Um, doesn't mean that they're going to be like easy, but they're going to be easier to make the next step because you're looking into that momentum kind of phase. Um, but what I'm saying as belief as a whole, as to circle it back to creatives, like a lot of people, they don't, they have the, the word, they have the knowledge, they go to school, they go to, you know, different kinds of, they watch YouTube videos and different kinds of things that can educate them, but there's not this desire in their heart to actually like just do it. You know, like that's that's the thing that that separates the the creative from the nine to fiver. Like because the creative and any kind of entrepreneurial person, they have they have the courage to believe in it enough that it's actually worth it. Um and that's what I was reflecting on this week is just like so many people, like they say they believe in something, but how many people are, are they believe in it enough to do something about it? Right. Um, and I think that's like the, the space that I've been like curating in and like letting it just kind of saturate because there's, there's a lot of, a lot of things you can apply this to. And a lot of the times we just like to say that we believe that anything is possible, but are we really doing anything groundbreaking? Like, you know, are, are we actually as a person, like believing that to the point of doing something that's quote unquote impossible, just make it look to, to see the impossible, to, to see the impossible become possible. And that's something that I, I, I love the quote from Walt Disney. Like, I just think it's so rad. He just says, I love doing the impossible. Mm-hmm. It's such a a freeing thing because it lets our imagination actually become a real part of who we are, and I think that's what we need to to actually engage in. Um, we need to allow our imagination to actually take a fold into the reality of life because so many so many people now like they just want they want all these material things. But at the end of it, they're like, well, I, I just want to do this so I can get to, let's just say, a nicer car or a nicer lifestyle. But at the end of the day, like, that's, that stuff's going to break down. It's not going to last. It's going to need the wear and tear. Like, I was looking at Audis because it's my favorite car, an Audi A7. And to replace a headlight for that guy, it's $2,200. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, cool. Like $2,200 to replace one headlight. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like when 
in my heart of hearts, I like to see a lot of people to start to come and be alive, like be alive in who they are. And, you know, and in the process, you know, be able to see what true love actually looks like. And like when they actually have that freedom to be able to understand and actually be able to see that they are not limited by their, um, by their surroundings. And they're actually able to look at the bigger picture and be like, Hey, like I am a person. I do matter. I do have a, I have a mark to leave. Then you start to live in a way that is actually like earth shaking and it's, is leaving this this world better than how you came into it. And I think that's what we both want to do through Poem. We want to leave this world like knowing that creatives are they're creating. They're not just sitting on the couch wishing and hoping that they could do something, but they're actually going and doing it. Um, and they're actually having the belief. It's not it's not a hope that's unfulfilled. It's actually a hope that is fully possible and it just takes the one step to go into it you know and like i think that's what we would love to see because art art changes culture you know art is so express expressive and the way that like we talked to alex last week like his way of interpreting his his art really it can it can shake up someone in like a really good way but when you see it on the surface you're like that's just a bunch of nude art where you're like, okay, like I got to interview this guy. I know his heart behind it. And I know that he's tapping into something bigger than just nude people. And when he was able to express that and be able to talk about his influences, talk about his, his impact that he wants to make it, it started to make so much more sense because of the fact that, it was not just a picture you're seeing, you're seeing a piece of Alex through an image with a person and a backdrop and all these different little details in it that made that made it to be his work. And I think that's what we need to like be able to see is like, hey, like this is Steven or this is Amber or this is this and this is all pointing to a greater piece, which is love. And how we want to love our community, love our love people, and be able to express it in a way that's not going to be um, judged or seen in this bad light. But we want to we want it to be questioned so that we can actually have a a way to express it in a way that will actually impact and cultivate a culture. Yeah, I was just thinking in my head, you know the gifts that we have and the creativity that we have are all really just gifts from the Lord that he has given to each of us. And I think that um, when you receive a good gift, then for me, it makes me want to bless others. And what I've realized lately is, you know, when we receive a gift from the Lord, um, the Lord has shown us, these ways, if we pray and ask him to show us, especially, you know, um, to share our gifts with other people and serve his people with our gifts. And I really think that that's the point is, um, it's about Jesus loving people and he uses us to do that. And it's, it's pretty incredible. So, 
you know, if we have these, these gifts and this creativity that are gifts from the Lord, um, and we choose not to share them, um, then we do a disservice to his people in a way, you know, um, it's easy to hide yeah. these away. I've known a lot of people that have these wonderful gifts and they're, they shy from them and they, Oh, I do this, but it's no big deal. And it's, you know, they paint and there's a room full of paintings, um, behind a closed door. And I think that that is, um, something that the Lord, you know, put in that person, um, to share, you know, obviously in his timing, and he would definitely tell that person um, or speak to that person and let them know it's time to share. But then he really gives us our free will about whether or not we're going to share with his people and how we're going to serve his people. And, you know, I was thinking about that as I listen to podcasts and read books and um, study music and all these things. And I think, you know, other people have put their gifts out there in order for me to have access to these resources and materials so that I can I can learn more about the gift that the Lord gave me so that the gift that the Lord gave me can be more refined. And, um, then I can share and serve other people, people that he puts in front of me, people that he's asked me to serve through these beautiful gifts that he's put in me. And he does that for all of us. Um, not just Mm -hmm. me. And before I would, um, you know, I, I didn't even sing in public really ever, um, until the Lord has called me to be a worshiper and, and now it's like a privilege to be able to serve the Lord through music. And, I, and I've got an understanding that um, I am not a good singer at all. But I can sing and serve the Lord's people through music simply because he's allowed me to do so. He has given me this gift and, and um, I, I want to honor him and use it in that way. Um, but it's really boils down to the relationship that I have with him that makes it so that I can even sing. Because if I am not in the word and if I am not um, in relationship with the Lord, then my worship is not is no longer worship, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's definitely been a topic on my heart too lately. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. want, like more than anything, I... You know, before I I sing worship, I pray. You know, we have our group prayer, but I pray aside from that even. And I pray, Lord, you know, make me transparent and invisible because I don't want to stand in the way of anybody worshiping you. So even though I'm on stage in front of a mic, I don't want to be seen. I only want the Lord to be seen through me and through the worship that I'm offering as a gift to serve his people, because if I'm doing it for any other reason, then I shouldn't be there, you know, and it's, uh, you know, it's easy to do. It's easy in our flesh to want to take the credit for the gifts that the Lord's given us. Um, but I think that, you know, the Lord has just really shown me that he truly does give and, and he can also take away and, you know, I've been at a point in my life where he's completely taken away and then chosen to give back certain things and certain gifts and he hasn't given back others and and has truly made me thankful um, and also confident in knowing that he did give me this and it is a gift and it is to be used to serve his people. Um, And so I don't need to worry about that anymore. You know, he kind of took that worry away. The weight of that worry is gone. And now I know 
that in his love and in his grace, he has, has given me this gift. And I think there's so many creatives out there that have been given a gift and can use that to serve his people. Um, and it's in that closeness and relationship with him that those gifts become refined. And, um, the closer that I find the closer I'm to Jesus, the better my gift is to service people somehow. Mm. That's how he works that out. So, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I definitely, definitely agree with that. Like it's definitely every, every good gift is definitely a gift. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times we have a hard time figuring out, we, we have, we have such a hard time figuring out what that gift is. Mm-hmm. And when we and then when we understand what it is, we're like, we have, we ask ourselves, is it is this really it? Like it's, we have yeah. that like we have that like freaking epiphany. We're like, oh gosh, like that's way too crazy. And then we just like we get so scared and we like buckle buckle down. We go and invest in someone else's gift. We go in and we invest and we help other people build their dreams. And like I think that's like the I think that's the model that we're in right now. Like people are starting, starting to imagine, starting to dream, starting to not, not be afraid of following what their their specific path or calling or gifting is. And they're like, hey, like I'm, I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of, of helping someone else build their dream when I have a dream to build myself. I'm, if I'm giving. 40 hours to someone else's dream. I'm making zero to my own dream. That's not okay. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where we're coming to now with, which is a really, really special spot. I think it's very exciting. It's also very exhilarating because we like, there's no breaks. It's just like straight acceleration, which is um, a very, it's a very scary route because you don't, you don't know what that looks like. Um, But you know, but I think it's really cool that people have, they, they're starting to, and that's what I, I when, was wrestling with this, this weekend, was just like wanting to post on our Insta, um, shout out to our app, Quinn, PDX Instagram. Um, just the belief isn't enough, you know, like, like it says in the word, it says faith without action is dead. And, you know, and we have to not just believe, but we have to believe enough to do something about it. And that that takes a lot of a lot of courage um, to step out in that in that unknown spot. But I can assure you that the first step is the hardest. And like as you say, that first step, the community, the amount of support you'll you'll find will be there. Um, it's kind of crazy, like how you start to feel alone in in the midst of of a crowd, but then once you start to like pave your own way, like you start to see and carve out, like, whoa, cool, like that's my person, or cool, like that's that's my person, and like awesome, like I can come to these three people and I can spill my guts, and they would know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, it's like, and you're like wow, cool. I only worked with like 10 people on my other job, but they didn't know what, they didn't know anything about me. They just knew that I did a service, you know, they just knew that I was doing the thing. But these people know what I'm, 
doing now and where I'm going towards. Well, I, I think, think that's... you're exactly right. When in in Prama, you know, the physical location of Prama, you know, I have this vision of, you know, when you walk through the doors of Poyama, you're instantly surrounded by a whole bunch of other creatives who are 100% there to support you, encourage you, come alongside of you, and help you to mm-hmm. get all of that creativity that you want out there, however that looks, you know, and it's a safe place, and so there's not that fear that I think a lot of creatives um, come up against in this world of rejection really and um that feeling of you're not good enough and constantly comparing yourself it's going to be a place where where we are just stoked about people being completely different from one another in their gifts and creativity and that we're not looking for you to be like somebody else because you know I think I said this in the interview with Malad we need Malads we need Alex's we need Steven's we need Amber's and God created us each our own person with our own abilities and creativity to serve his people. And so that is what Poyama is going to be is a place for all of those people to come together. And I think it's going to be full of love and, you know, community. And it's, it's to me one of the most exciting things because nothing like that really exists outside of, you know, I know that, a lot of people's churches, they have good church family and you find that there. But even even that, this will be different than, than that, you know, in, in so many ways. Um, but it's just going to be an exciting time, you know, where yeah, it's going to exactly. feel like a family. It's really going to feel mm-hmm. like a family, you know. And, and I love people. So, like, a community like this is, I can't wait. I can't wait to meet all my, you know, friends, brothers and sisters out there that are going to show you know, the world potentially, but people around them and serve these people with these beautiful gifts and talents that the Lord has gifted to them. It's incredible. Yeah, exactly. It's a family. I think that's like the best thing, best way to to word it is family. Mm -hmm. And because, yeah, we just really have a hard, hard time finding that community place within um, creatives because they're so in their niche and like there's so like you have like we talked before like it's like you have to like hope that you know someone that knows someone that knows someone but like when you walk into Miami you can be like dude like I saw someone saw someone that came out of a booth or came out of the studio or did whatever or they're just talking and you can just um, eavesdrop on them or whatever and be like hey like I'm not barging in I'm actually here to build community yeah. it's like don't pardon the interruption like yeah. get interrupted and be excited about it because you're opening a door yeah yeah well the other thing I was thinking is um something that I learned uh, late 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 in the game <laughs> um I love to write songs but as you know mm-hmm. I I can't finish songs really hardly ever. And so I was introduced to this world of co-writing, which I'm just kind of now starting to get into. And mm-hmm. this is kind of the same idea is where you, you obviously have, you know, a lot of people have these gifts and they have parts of a gift and then other people have other parts of a gift. And when those people come together, 
then they create this amazing thing, right? It's, it's something that almost can't be, there are, I would say a handful of songwriters that can write amazing songs start to finish on their own without another single soul involved. But that I think is more the exception than the rule. I think that most Mm. of the songs that have been written, um, and like I said, I know there's people that can do it and they're great songwriters, but a lot of times you see these compilation songs where there's three, four, even more than that songwriters. And, but they come out with these amazing, um, pieces of art, you know, from that group collaboration. So now we're going to have this place where not only just musicians, but musicians with photographers, you can have this, this whole like, you know, songwriting and then have, you know, photographers art in the background thing happening, you know, some we're like, this is an environment where things that have never been created before might get created here because the opportunity is going to be available now where maybe wasn't before because how many times are you in a room with all these different creatives all in the same space that all want to collaborate and be a family and a community together that's gonna be just like amazing I don't even know there's not words it's gonna be phenomenal you know yeah exactly I'm excited (laughs) yeah same here yeah so groundbreaking <laughs> Groundbreaking, exactly. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna be taking a little bit of transition. So Amber, I heard that you 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 did some questions. I you did, did. Some questions for me, huh? You yeah. you wanted yeah. to to put this for the moment. I, interview I thought Stephen. people needed to know who the heck Stephen is, and because I mean I think he's a pretty cool guy. But, you know, on this podcast, which I don't even know what episode this will be, but, you know, people are going to be getting to know us. So it's going to be kind of cool to get to know us a little bit. So tonight we're getting to know Stephen. And um, so let's start out just by telling us, like, where the heck are you from? Oh, where am I from? (laughs) Like, is that like currently at or like where are they? grow up or history like where you grew up and then where you ended up where you're at now so grew up in california i was born in hawaii um and then moved over to california and la in san diego for majority of my childhood i was there for since i was like 12, like from 5 to 12, um, all over, like from San Diego all the way up to Riverside to like Northern California, Temecula, Sacramento. Um, so definitely I've covered a lot of land up there or down there. <laughs> and then, um, then I moved up to a little town called Gig Harbor um, when I was a freshman in high school. And that sucked a lot because I went from the beaches, obviously, like Hawaii and California, to the different kind of wet experience, which was just coming from the sky instead of me going to it. Um, so it came from lots of rain. Um, I, and like my parents definitely tricked me because they're like, we moved to Washington in the summer and summers are really, really nice up in the Northwest. Yeah. Um, 
but I wasn't ready for the for fall <laughs> and winter. Like I never had seen snow come to me before. I was like, no, like this is not how it works. Like, <laughs> I go, I go to you. You don't come to me. Like that's yeah. not how we, that's not how we roll. Um, and like made my way around Washington. I lived over in Gate Harbor. Lived in Tacoma. Lived in Bremerton. Lived in uh, like near Kitsap area because uh, I was in the Navy for five years. And then after that, I went back down to California because I had to get some more sun. Because like, I, I went to school in Santa Clarita for a year. And then after that, I went up to back up to Washington. I know I'm, I'm really crazy. I just I couldn't resist it. I just was really needing some more you know, that Pacific Northwest, the smog was getting to me, I guess. Maybe that was, and also the traffic was pretty gnarly in California. It's just nonstop and people are just really inconsiderate in California, no offense, but they just, when they drive, they just like, they just have to freaking go at 95 all the time, which is like, it's great. But when I just like want to drive and like have, have a chill drive, you can't do that unless you're driving with the PCH or something. Um, so yeah, then we I came. I came back up to Washington and was there for thirteen. So like another two years, finished school, got married, um, and and then we moved to Oregon. And yeah, it was just very much so. We just felt like it was very. It was a good time for us to move. We really felt like the Lord was was calling us to come down here, but it was more so out of like a heart to change. And we didn't like know like what that change would mean. We were following a school uh, for my wife, Sarah, and the school like ran out of funding and it closed down. So we're just like, okay, cool. Like we're still here in Oregon, but like we don't know what the heck we're doing like in this current moment and but we just like felt like this was the right place to be we're like this is still where we're supposed to be um and we were kind of like in a pretty bad situation like unemployed and but we had a like community that was really supportive and like they helped us pay rent they helped us like with groceries they helped us find work um and we've been here like so now we're in down we're in we're in Portland now, and we've been in Portland for about about a year. Um, but we've been in we've been in the state of Oregon for a year and a half now. So it's going to be two years coming up in August. Wow, that's awesome! Yeah. So you moved to Portland, and I remember you told me. Um, you found your community there. You want to unpack that a little bit? Or yeah, um, a, a, a lotl. A lotl, yes. Um, yeah, so we were part of a community called Trinity up in Gresham. And like it, it was a very like Southern Baptist roots, which is great. Like they're very close and like very much so in the word and Bible believing and all these different things. But what we were we were having a hard time with it was 
finding people that were the same age as well as people that wanted to do life together. It was it was very much so just like, okay, I'm going to do the thing and then I'm going to go and show up to another event. And it just felt like it was just kind of forced. It didn't feel like it was natural. And like within that kind of context, you kind of just like, you kind of get put in this rope kind of situation where you're like, okay, like I'm trying to build community, but I am commuting 45 minutes back and forth. And I'm also like just having a hard time with the age gap because a lot of them had kids a lot of them had a lot of different um things that they had to like go to which is totally great it just wasn't it wasn't our season to be in that kind of space um and obviously like the familial like component is great but we were looking for like a community that we can be able to do life with on a daily basis and that wasn't really like a um an option because of the fact that it was just they were so busy with other things life right um so we we definitely prayed about it um we prayed about um going to a different community called the commonplace and because we went to a worship worship and prayer night and it was really great and we all we also like got offered like to move into and Oikos, which is a house church. And we were just like, like, okay, like this sounds awesome. Like this sounds great, but what does this look like? Cause we were, we were still connected to our church up in um, 45 minutes up the road from us. Like we're still part of this other community. And when I called the uh, pastor over there, he was like, He's like, I know what you're calling me about. I'm like, um, this is really cool, but really weird. But go, wow. go ahead. I, I I called you, but you can lead the conversation. <laughs> go <laughs> forth. And he he's just like, you're calling to let me know that you're that you're looking to go to a different community. And I was wow. like, yeah, actually, yeah, that's what exactly what I was calling you in regards to. And he's just like, well, I highly recommend you you go to the commonplace. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like that's, that's really awesome. Like, and I was like definitely in, in awe and shock because of the fact of like leaving a community is never like a, it's never an easy thing. It's kind of like a breakup um, just because of the fact that, you know, the relationships that you build and the time invested because we were there for about a about a year um and yeah we were like oh my gosh this is incredible and we told him like we're actually like going to be considering going there and that was really really cool and he's like yeah like, they actually like are part of our network of churches that we like do life with and they're part of like our board i'm like oh my gosh like that's even better like it's not like it's like a you no longer like a breakup you're like a near like relative you know kind of situation yeah um so that was like really cool and and now like the community that we're in like we do oikoses which is um house churches we we, we have sunday services twice a month 
Sunday is not the main thing. It's really, it's more of an expression to come together as a full family because we have these house churches that are, that are curated and they are organized to a place that we can be able to have our specific gifts um, be given to, um, to be able to, what's the word, like grow them or be able to expand them. Um, so we have like our creative boy cost, we have our like lifting and nutrition one, we have our family one with like all the like great like moms and dads that are in the community that are just looking for help. We also have um, an oil cost that is just for the interns that are interning down here from all over the U.S. and even from international as well, such as Guam and the Philippines. Um, so it's just a really cool dynamic because a lot of times, like we were, we were so fixated from our past of like Sundays being the main, the main thing. Like that was like, oh, like we're gonna like build up for Sunday. But like when we look at our life and we look at the life of Christ, like we don't, we see that it was an everyday thing. It's yeah. not, not a Sunday thing, and like that's what we we're craving like having that intentional community time and like to be able to to be invested in and also be able to invest in to other people and i and like that's just been really really cool like yeah like it's it's obviously not perfect by any means at all um but it it just it's a lot more authentic and real because we're 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 striving to to change culture more so than than to build up a a Sunday event. And I think when you have a mission that is so fixated on being radically transformational, you don't you don't really care about the performance of a Sunday or a set list or a sermon sounding like it's going to be so nice and clean and tight because you're you're so much more focused on serving and making an impact in the city and in the place you're at and when you have that kind of mindset you start to you start to really capitalize on the community and it's you 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 don't have any other choice but to be on your knees every day to be to be able to run so far after far into the Lord and you're like, God, like this is my people, not not just a commonplace, but St. John, Portland, like these are my people. And I think that's what we were looking for is for people that actually gave so much so much of a freaking like darn about people that they can actually just go in and invest and be part of that and they do that through working in coffee shops by owning businesses by having events that they that they had outreaches for every single day and within that like the community we've had people that are like complete atheists or complete like you know that just don't even know what they're living for come in and be like you guys are different like you're my family i don't know why but you guys are and like 
they continually show up to the coffee shop, they continually show up to the gym, they can, and they start to show up to events such as our house churches or to Sundays, or they just want to get go grab coffee with us and be like, okay, what's up? Like, you guys are just super kind. <laughs> and you, you guys love Jesus, but you're not doing it like everyone else. And I think that's when you start to see like, yeah, you're hitting something. Like we're not doing it like everyone else. Like we're not called to go and recreate something. That's not what cultures do. They go and they make something new and they actually change culture. And I think the standard right now is that we're just trying to replicate. And the, the sad thing is that replication is not actually doing anything. It's actually harming more people and it's causing a lot of grief when it comes to people that walk by churches or or even like get plugged into a to a church um due to the fact that they they've been treated like this before by someone else so they're going to take their same baggage and bring it into you and you're going to say you're just like you're not like them and then six months down the road they're going to be like I'm so sad to say but you guys are you know and like that's what we're trying to like negate is that like replication of that place where people feel burnt out they feel tired they don't feel like they're actually resting and actually being able to love god they're just like i just just feel like i just work on sundays i'm like no like sundays are we're called to rest and to be in community and enjoy each other like have a party like let's go worship and let's go eat and have a feast and enjoy and celebrate you know so yeah that's that's yeah i've been hearing stories and i'm excited to come visit i know my husband is to come check it out see all you guys worship with you and rest in your presence and that was one of the sweetest things that as we're planning this trip to come see you and you're talking about you know your church and the folks that you do life with together and you know I was trying to plan all the things you know like like I do (laughs) and you said no you're coming down here so that we can serve you and that literally like broke me I was like wait what how does that work I don't understand like it was hard for my brain to even compute I realized, oh, hi, Sarah. (laughs) Good thing we have editing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so that was just like one of the sweet things. I know there's many sweet things about the Commonplace PDX, but that was something that like you just said, but like I know that it's the truth because it's already been breathed into my life and I barely even know you guys down there like I know you but I don't know your church family but just the fact that you guys already like I asked you you know hey can you pray about this and your whole church family just steps up and just starts praying and just you know we get to just arm in arm you know battle this thing called life with people that I don't even know yet but I kind of feel like I do in a way just I know I could ask you right now like hey can you you know, 
get your folks together and maybe really pray about this thing, this topic, this issue, this, you know, whatever it is going on in, in my life or my husband's life or my kid's life. And y'all would like, it wouldn't even be a second thought. You'd be like, yeah, we're on it. We, we've got you, you know? And it's just like a sweet, sweet family that, um, that I feel like even if I'm in Washington or people who live elsewhere, you know, that, that doesn't matter. And I think that's super right. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, awesome. So um, I'm going to kind of jump, jump it. Yeah. Switch a gear. So we've covered uh, a lot of my questions, um, but I know, you know, part of this is about Poyama, which I know people are starting to under, you know, kind of we're scratching the surface of what Poyama is. I know there's probably still a lot of questions out there and I'm sure it'll take a while before we can answer them. But I was just curious about your schooling because um, I know that you went to school for, for a lot of things. And so um, so people can have an idea of the background coming of you coming into Poyama with all this knowledge, maybe just outlining what that is for folks. <laughs> a lot of schooling. Oh, boy. What just a, what a extensive. Build up the uh, momentum. <laughs> there we go. Well, you're like so old now, you know. Oh gosh, I know. Like getting up there. I mean, I'm, I'm not young on, like me. I am still a little whippersnapper. Up on, yeah, you know. Don't worry, we won't disclose your age on on this. We'll just we'll just keep it very incognito. Don't, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the schooling that I did regarding arts and creativity because I went to school for audio engineering and recording um and honestly the schooling it was good but um but it was something that I really didn't feel like helped me out a lot um because a lot of times like the knowledge is like I said earlier the knowledge is good but it was not like the come on just like i'm gonna go okay yeah i was gonna say (laughs) get on that Okay, that might, that might be better. I can literally tell that you're like, I can't concentrate. Yeah, because she's yelling and she's yelling in the back room. <laughs> she's talking to Amber, I think. Lambeth. Oh, really? Oh, that's so exciting. So okay. love me for Lambeth. <sighs> I can see. I mean, uh-huh. I like I can understand now why she was so excited because Amber Lambeth is the best. Anyway, moving on. School. <laughs> Schooling, Stephen. Tell so us about the, your schooling. So yeah, the schooling. Um, yeah, like I, I feel like it was a lot more along the lines of like the experience and like the community that I built there. Like I, that's, I think that's like the main thing that is so important about going to school is if you, if you learn anything from school, you learn how to build a great community and like within my of learning like 
I was able to meet a lot of people and a lot of opportunities um, were able to come my way. And like, and it's not like I just went to school to be like an English major. I went to school to be a recording arts major. And I think that's, I think that does make the difference because you're working within the context of that very small niche. It's not just like, oh, I want to do this. Like, no, like I want to record and I want to like produce and all these different things. Um, so I did learn a lot. Like I learned like how to patch in, learn how to like record drums, learn how to record, um, any kind of audio, which is great. But at the same time, I, I wouldn't say that I, I learned a lot of the head knowledge things like about phase and about like how to like, soundproof things, how like have all these different kinds of um, <laughs> technical terms like those I think are are great, but like they're not they're not like the part that like made it so tangible. And I think that for me, like for me to take my schooling knowledge and like be like, okay, just like you go to a a coffee shop, like, hey, I work at Starbucks. They're like, I don't care if we're just Starbucks. Like you're working here now. This is how we're going to teach you how to do this. And like, I think that's what helped me was to be able to intern a lot under some great producers, um, like Brandon B, who is a great Christian producer, and he has done a lot of stuff with um, artists. And that's where I was able to work with, with like the Wickham, the Wickham brothers, and and the Foreman brothers and like having these like great opportunities to like learn and grasp and like have tangible things um because when i told them this i went to school they're like even that's cute but like that's that's not how it works anymore like schooling is just for networking now like you can learn everything you, you want on youtube or you can just learn it when you get to a studio any internet studio because they're going to just say cool like i don't care how much you know it's about how much how much work have you put in beforehand to do internships and to actually put some like you know some of that head knowledge into action and that's what i like i'm still doing now like we're we're recording now and i'm learning i'm still i'm still learning every day which is awesome i think if I didn't have the desire to do it, I would stop learning about it. And that's just how my brain works. I get, I get very fascinated and I get also very saturated with something. And this thing for me is in music since I was seven years old playing drums. And now I can play drums and guitar and sing and also record, which is great because I can, if I wanted to, I can technically be my own band and be able to have that kind of a place where I can just record an album by myself and I call it a solo project or whatever and like not be intimidated by it. I'm I'm fully capable. But I it's not like I think the the most thing I can say about the schooling is just the community aspect. I, I learned so much. I had people from all walks of life. I've I had a lot of people that actually like knew the same people that I knew and we hit it off. And like, I, I'm excited for them to come down to Poyama and check it out when it is, 
a physical place um, and just be able to give like the input because I, I know that my network would not be as strong if I didn't go to school for it. Not that it, it, it was like a necessity. Like I feel like the only reason I went to school well, the two reasons I went to school was to meet my wife. That's where I met Sarah. And then the second one was to meet creative people so that I can bring them down here and be able to sh to have them be part of this. Because I know that they are, they would be so excited about it. And, you know, along the ways we've been able to do gigs and different things like that, which is all, which is all good. But yeah, the schooling, it, it's kind of just like, kind of a joke to put it, to put it, very brashly um but even even my professor said like if this is all you're getting from this you're you're wasting your money like you need to like take this and go like we were required to do at least 80 hours of internship like monthly so like that wow. was something that they took into high regard and i i think with that discipline to be able to intern and to show what you're learning every single week and for them to be like oh if you didn't intern every single week you would fail the class yeah so like hmm, that's so awesome. with, for for them to like hey i know this guy's here i know this guy's here like you want to do theater i know this guy here for them to have this vast um network and for them to give it to us so freely was what made the difference and the fact that I still have these guys' numbers, these guys did Stevie Wonder's tracks. They did all of um, the movies, um, Lord of the Rings movies. They did all of the, um, oh my gosh, like not big, like Star Wars. Like they, they did these bigger tracks. And they also did like games and they did DC Talk stuff and Led Zeppelin and they did um, Amy Grant and like, these people I know and like that's the value because I can be like hey I'm working on this and now I don't know what I have to do and they're like oh yeah let me just pull up a screen and I can just walk walk you through it or let me just help you and I'm like what like you you have it you have time for me like and the fact that they are willing to drop what they are doing on a certain day obviously not in the moment because they are very busy people but the fact that they actually have they give they give a crap about me and they give a crap about art and they give a crap about art going out to the world is what makes everything so beautiful because they are the gold mine that i that i needed they, i needed that key to that door yeah so um kind of I know it's probably hard to talk about, but you had talked mentioned before, you know, there's some hard stuff too, you know, about getting burned in certain circumstances and things like that. Talk about that a little, because I know it's not all glory, right? Like there's good stuff, right? You met some people and you did some awesome internships and you gained a whole lot of knowledge, but it wasn't just easy. Like I, I like to be real. Like, let's talk about, you know, the guts and the glory. There's guts too. Like, there's hard things to, to wade through in, in this, uh, you know, this life that you've been living. So talk about some of the, the harder things that 
ultimately are good things, but it was at the time probably really tough for you to, to walk through, but that probably made you a better person on the other side. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I guess relating to like, and creativity and, you know, kind of your endeavor here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to like flesh out because like a lot of it is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hardships that go into it. Like you said, like, it's not all glory. Like, I feel like there's so much refining that has to happen before any gold comes out. Um, and, and I'm still in the refining process, like every single moment. And even when Panama does launch, I'm still going to be refining because I'm going to be having a whole new freaking gold, gold nugget coming out. Um, but not to evade from the question at all. Um, there was like these, these times where I would fly out, like I flew out for a tour and I'm going to save, save people like by not naming them. Cause I, I think they're great people. And I think that their intention was something, I don't know if it was pure or not, but regardless, um, I would get these opportunities to go fly out to to play for for bands and like these bands were like bands I have looked up to and people I've worked with and they're like yeah like Stephen you're great like let me come out and let me like just purchase your whole way there and like sure like that sounds really awesome and it was like in the moment but I was I was put on the spot to like to do things that isn't humanly possible. Um, because I was asked to play a, a world like a a US tour and I had twenty four hours of prep for it. Mm. And within that, like you 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 have to learn like four albums. And sure I listened to the music and all these different things, but like when I when I got off the plane, like it was immediate go time. Like it was just like, oh my gosh, like what what is this? Like, what is, what am I doing right now? Like I'm, I'm 22 years old, I'm 23 years old. And I'm like, wow, like I have this opportunity to go and play in front of these people, but I don't know anything about this. Like, and, and then they like gave me like this very foreign way to play drums or to play guitar that like I've never done before. And they're like, you can't mess up. Like if you do, like we're gonna like look really bad and i'm like gosh that's like a lot of pressure to put on somebody um especially when you literally had to get up at the butt crack of dawn to like go fly out and then right when you land like you're expected to play in front of thousands of people and i'm just like cool like i'm gonna go to espresso and i'm gonna go like go ponder my life right now like, <laughs> like Cause I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, we played like 15 shows and by like the 13th month, I was like finally like getting the, the hang of it. But they, but like by that time it was already like, Steven, you messed up. Like Steven, you, you, you lost our respect. You lost our, you know, like we thought you were better than this kind of situation and and like I think that like that's a very high 
it's like a high expectation for anyone to put on to any person to like have their their drummer leave and then for me like cool sub in and like let's go on tour and i'm like um okay like that's crazy um but i will definitely do my best and that's all i that's all i can do um and that like after that moment like i just started like to realize like how and i'll back up a little bit like i got back and like it was really awkward and they like they just said like steven like we're so sorry like this didn't work out and we're not gonna like be in communication with you and they all did that via text i think that's that's like the worst way to communicate something like that um just because like we were we were on good terms but like the fact that they decided to excommunicate me from their life because of that was like super weird um but like that was like my my turning point where i was like you know what like i love like the business side of music like i think that the business side is really like lacking and i also love to be a drummer but i i rather just drum for to be able to be that fill-in guy but like obviously get more noticed <laughs> and to be able to have like more of that joy there and that was a really good learning learning curve and a lot of a lot of things within like the context of church and the church community um i don't mean to like speak illly about it at all like i i am i love the people i don't like the politics um but i i do i do believe that there's a lot of a lot of things that can definitely change um but one situation that comes to mind every single time like i, I talk about like past experiences within like the context of like the church community is is like when i when i was looking to to be growing a community of people such as like poema or something in a very very much a smaller scope it was it was always frowned upon um it was it was just like you're putting yourself on the back burner you you it's, it was like a big hype game. And then like at the end of the day, they were like, well, that's just way too much, you know? Like we just can't, we just can't make time for that. And like, and a lot of the things like, I just the question, I was like, why do I have to try so hard to build this community when like we're supposed to be a community? Like, why is it so hard to get these people together to like actually make something happen? And like, and that was really difficult because like, I started to get overlooked um, for the things I was asking for, but they're like, oh, Steven, you're you're just such a great visionary and an organizer, so we're gonna give you Planning Center. And Lord knows, like Planning Center, it can be the death of you or it can be the greatest thing to you. And a lot of people, it is it's kind of like that notification you get, you're like, okay, I'm playing this week, or okay, like I'm doing this. like, But really, like it's something that like, you know, I when I got when I got that notification in, 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 via email, like Stephen, you're such a great planner. How about you just take your all your ideas and put it in the planning center? I was like, what? What? Like, are you? What are you? What? Why? Like, why would I? Why would I put my ideas into a planning center unless you want me to just book you every single day? Like, do you want me to book an event every day and like just make you go to it? 
Like, is that what you're looking for? You know, like, and you're, you're reserved to play this day or whatever. Like, and that was like a very foreign, a foreign concept to like have other creatives come together. And, and when I, when I just started to like think about it and started to like meditate upon it, like I just really like had a, I had a little bit of a bitter, bitter heart towards, towards the church, but I, I definitely like have been able to, to forgive, which is great. And as well as like understand, like there's no such thing as a perfect community. And there's also, you know, there's people out there that, that feel the same way that I do. And I'm not alone. And obviously like when I met Amber, like it was very much so relevant and prevalent that that was like a real feeling. I was like, holy crap, like you actually understand what I'm saying. Yeah. You're not just agreeing with me and being like, okay, well, can we go get some espresso now? Because I just need some coffee because I'm really getting drained by your conversation. <laughs> I was like, you know, like. I would never was, do that. I do like espresso, but I would never do that in that way to you. <laughs> I, I know. It's just, it's just people like, it is they're like, oh my gosh, like this is a lot. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's a lot. Like it's my passion. Like I, I hope to God it's, it's a lot because I want it to be a lot. Because if it wasn't a lot, I wouldn't be doing a lot for it, right. you know? And, like, that's, that's the kind of the place. And, and like, I've, I've just, I've seen, a, I've, I've been in four bands. And for some reason, God obviously knows. But, and I, and I am definitely hoping that this is, this is what the reason is. But every person and every band that I've been in, they've been like, Steven, you're just doing too much. Like, we want to just take it slow. Like, we just want to, like, pump the brakes. And we, like, want to, like, not tour or not go and, like, not make this, like, a bigger thing. And I'm like, then what are you doing? Like, really? Like, you're saying you're a band, but you're like, yeah, we're just, like, a seasonal band. We just, like, play, like, you know, like, once a year. And I'm like, um... So you're going to be like a what a one hit wonder like that's your hope is you know no like that's you you can't you cannot function in the space like that and actually have excellence when you just want to do things halfway like it's not it's not even logical to think in that regard of like you wanted to be in a band but you don't want to do any of the work for you. You just want to want to just show up and look look pretty. I'm like, no, dude. Like, there's so much more behind the scenes that go into it. And when I like started to have when I the fourth time it wasn't the third time for me. The fourth time, like, a band was just saying like, Steven, like this is this is too much. You're getting all of our merch. You taught you contacted photographers. You contacted videographers. You have a music video set up. We're not on that page yet. We don't want to get. We don't. We don't I'm like I'm like. Sure, like I was super, super heartbroken every time because I booked out shows. I did all the work, not to sound like a complete like, you know, I did everything, but I I did. Like I had so much heart and passion for it, um, and I made a priority of it by, you know, like letting my employer know and like like hey, I have a gig tonight. I can't work. I can't work closing shifts. And like they, of course, they'd be like, okay, well, that sucks for you. I'm like, okay, that sucks actually for you because I'm going to leave in like 30 minutes because I have a show to play. Like, 
you want to fire me, go for it. I don't care because like this is my passion. If this is not going to work out for you, then it's okay. You know, and a lot of people found that as like, whoa, like he's just being a really hard, he's being hard, but like, no, I'm like, I'm, I am fully fueled to do music and to be passionate about it and to be so engaged with it that like nothing matters. Like when I, when I play music, the world stops. Like it's, it's very much so a, a spiritual, emotional and a physical experience for me. Like, it's like a very much so like everything could stop. There can be chaos happening in the world. And I start playing my guitar, playing drums. It's just like, I don't, care (laughs) it's like it's just like that place where i just am like i'm i'm in my sweet spot i'm in my piece of heaven that i've been given to like to give back and i want to like steward that so well and and that's like that's what has made it so strong of a desire because i've i've been burned so much i've been given jobs in the music industry that make zero sense i've contacted radio stations and they want so much money just to go on and i'm like wow like i'm so glad that i'm not a millionaire because i don't want to be a millionaire if i have to do that to be able to be on your show like especially if you are a faith-based christian station like that's really sad to watch that be something that like you would expect like i'm so not sorry that i'm not the next chris tomlin like i'm myself and that is what i want to give to you and like i can i can do the work but i'm not gonna like be fake and blend in with culture so i can have a hit wonder you know i did that i tried that and it just wasn't it wasn't real and i feel like that's what we what we are so okay with is people not being real but i think we're starting to finally hit a place where we're like transparency is everything authenticity is everything and we want to see people that are struggling like people that are that are hustling and we want to like support and encourage them as much as we can and i think that's like the best place we can go and be in yeah well i mean coming from all the struggles that you talk about i mean it's going to be nice for people to have somebody like that in their corner you know with that experience just to say hey yeah you know, it can be really good, but it can also be really hard. And, you know, in those hard times, you know, thank God that we can turn to him and that he's there and we can run into his arms and that he picks up all our broken pieces. But, you know, it it's an earthly thing that we can do to serve, you know, the Lord's people to just say, look, you know, this is, this is a safe place. This is a place where, you know, a lot of people out there kind of know every five seconds like you're not good enough and this is not the path for you and you should give this up and go work a nine to five and and we're like the opposite we're like no you know come be creative get it out whatever god's giving you let's hear it like let's see what that looks like and uh, how can we help you in that kind of thing and that's something that i don't think you know exists um in a whole lot of places i know it does exist it's just harder to come by than you, you would think it would be, I guess. You know, like, there's not... Right, exactly. Like, saying, like we kind of speak the same language in a lot of ways when it comes to this stuff. I think you and I are very passionate about music. And so, um, 
yeah, we're, and we're also, we have that brain of business too, you know, so we, we kind of can come at the, you know, something creative with all the sides, you know, like come after it, like, okay, like you were saying, like, I've got a photographer lined up, I've got, you know, you just keep going, because you're like, why stop here when there's all these other things that need to happen, and if we see that nobody's doing them, then we're going to step up and do them, because we feel like they need to be done, and sometimes that can get us into trouble, I know it's gotten me into trouble, and I, I'm really careful to try to look at it, and try not to overstep bounds, and I've been reprimanded, or, you know, whatever, I've, I've, you know, same, you know, there's been good times and hard times, I think they're all chalked up to learning experiences. And, um, but I just appreciate that your, your willingness to share, cause that stuff's hard to share, like all the letdowns and the struggles and people telling you you're not good enough. And it's like, you know, people will tell you that people are going to tell you that. Um, but that is not what the Lord tells us, right? Like he does yeah. not, he created us and he created us individually and in him, in his image. And, and that's the word, man. You can't argue with that. You know, he is good. And, you know, we have something from him. And so there's probably going to be a million no's, but there's only one yes that we need to be concerned about. And that's the yes from the Lord. When the Lord is saying, yes, pursue this. Yes, go do this. Yes, this is the path that I've said before you. Um, and that is what I love about this is, yeah, definitely this is an opportunity for you to pursue the gifts that the Lord has given you in a free, um, like open, uh, you know, environment where you're not going to hear the notes, you know, right. be like, you're your own person. Go record what you want. You know, <laughs> like, let's yeah. hear it. We're excited to see what you've got, you know, kind of thing. And who knows that could maybe be, you know, um, an album full of songs that that person keeps for themselves. And, you know, they just want it to maybe give to their grandma for Christmas, their sisters, their brothers, whatever. Or it could be somebody walks in those doors and records a song like I Can Only Imagine, Mercy Me. And that is played all over millions of radio stations and all of these and and on Christian and non-Christian radio stations where it has affected, you know, millions of people. And so when God's in the mix, nothing is impossible the impossible mm-hmm. becomes possible and that's what I love yeah. and I love like that he's going to allow um, people's gifts to be unwrapped and opened and utilized in people's lives and and utilized in a way that serves his people which is ultimately the sweetest thing you know mm-hmm. yeah that's what it's all about like I just think that like we like the word that kept on coming to me as I, as you were talking was champion. Like we're just championing people. Like yeah, and I think like you you have you have two people that are so for you that probably more for you than you even are for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's kind of scary because you're gonna like walk into the stores and be like, I don't know. We're like it's okay. Like we yeah. we are here for you. Like if you need an open ear, if you need to work on something or work out a whatever it is edit or a shot or a um or some like kind of like verses or something like we're we're here to like to walk you through and to help you complete it like we we want so much so for this space to to be a place that you believe encouraged every time like 
feel like you're getting beat up because that's what yeah. the world really does that to you you get beat up every single day like especially if you work in a job that you just are working because the cost of living has just continually rose because people just work in intel that's great but you know i won't get intel people um and like within that kind of context like we we just can we can be able to encourage each other and be able to know that hey you're walking to a safe space and your your feelings matter your words matter your art is super important and it also is encouraged even if it's even if it is like not in the same alignment of like what we are thinking like we're not going to like judge you we're not going to judge you and be like you're not you're not doing this like whatever like no like we're in your corner and we like want you to feel like you can come to us even if it's just like super outlandish like we're we're super open to hearing and to helping like that's we're not here to to curate and to create a specific kind of art i think that would be silly for us to say that we are open to all and just only going to shoot to have only hip-hop or only you know r&b or contemporary or acapella or only having the friend only having friends in the office you know kind of shows coming through <laughs> like you know that would be right but you know <laughs> like that that's not what we're here for we're here to to inspire and create and to create new things like you know let the okay. let the yeah. new things like come out create something out of nothing like something yeah. that didn't exist gets created and now it exists and now other people can be a part of it that's pretty awesome you know mm-hmm. that's what I yeah. can't wait I can't wait to hear people who create something out of thin air and it right. it becomes something tangible and that we can hear it and and you know it's that's incredible and we we have that yeah. ability but we exactly. walk away from it every day because there's nowhere to go you know mm-hmm. And so this, yeah. I think, poema is creating a place to go, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. great. So I, I think wrapping up, um, maybe just kind of, you know, we, we're we talking about poema. We are poema. Um, maybe talking about kind of when that becomes tangible. So we are in the process of making that a tangible location and things like that in the future. But... Um, one of the things on, on my heart is, you know, that we need people to come alongside us, just like we want to come alongside them down the road, but in prayer and that, you know, that God would continue to, I love Stephen's words here, to do the heavy lifting um, and make this thing a reality if it's in his will to do so. Obviously, it's only going to be something tangible if he allows it. And and so, um I think one asking for prayer from our listeners for sure. Um, And also just knowing that, you know, both of us are people that are, we're movers, you know, we're, we're doing the things task by task and we're checking off the boxes and it may take some time, but we are definitely both um, working towards that goal to make this a reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's like, being able to pray on it, to be able to actually like think and like think of ways that you 
want to be part of it. I've, I've, I've just heard a lot of people as I've been like in coffee shops, meeting with, uh, the web designers and different kinds of avenues that like we're looking to do to be able to brand ourselves in like a, a more physical way since this is very much so the, the beginning stages like we're just first asking you to just to be part of it and whether you can be part of it or just to be able to like reach out to us i'll send out our little link yeah. in the show notes and just like hey like this is what i can give or this is what i am like seeing and i want to like be part of an email list or i want to be part of a an update and i think that's like just having that that initial um, call to action on it would be really cool because mm-hmm. because there's so many there's so many parts that go unseen which is great like you know not everyone wants to know the all the finite details but like those finite details actually help it to like stand apart and make it actually a reality yeah. when we have like people are like yeah like I want to see this happen I want to support I want to get updates or I want to you know just go and do the simple thing of like liking our Instagram or just like bringing people that would love to be part of the show or whatever it is, like just, just starting to create that momentum and like creating that space okay. and like, and that community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so exactly. what you want to give a shout out to our Insta so people know where to find us. Yeah. So our Instagram is uh, at Poyama PDX. And then you can also find this at poemapdx uh, at gmail.com. Nice. Um, if you want to send an email over to us in that way. Um, again, the, there's a Facebook set up, but I'm, it's obviously like very much so unestablished right now. And the website is also in the works right now. So um, stay tuned for that. Things it will to come. be <laughs> things to come. So those things are starting to get all, get all situated. Um, and you'll be able to find our past podcasts. You'll be able to find um, blogs. To be able to find photos. Be able to reach out to us. To be able to give. Um, and it's not only money. I think that's like so silly when people like think like only that term of money. Like money is great, but like I we firmly believe that just being a part of it by thinking about it, praying about it, actually like being a part of the community by giving and like just saying, Hey, like this is who I am. This is what I am about. And I want to like, I want to do an interview with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like don't yeah. feel like you can, that we're not, uh, un- that we're not approachable. Like we are, we're so yeah. approachable. And we, we want, want to hear your stories. We want to know. So, like, people can just write into the Gmail, and then they can kind of tell us their stories, and we'll get back to them, and yeah. they can be a potential interview. So that would be awesome. Use that Gmail or inbox us on the app, Poema PDX on Insta, and let us know because we are wanting to interview people. We want to hear your stories. We want to be able to talk with you, pray with you, whatever it is, you know, share with us, be ah. a community and a family. Mm-hmm. And like that, and then tell your friends, like just tell yeah. your friends. Like, I think that's like something that is so overlooked. Like, oh my gosh, this, no, this is really groundbreaking guys. Like this is, this is going to change 
the course of all creativity. So tell all your friends, as Tiki Mackley says, tell all your friends. Yep. <laughs> and eventually we'll probably have them rate and review the podcast on the different formats once we get those set up. So everything's in the works. And as soon yeah. as that happens, we would definitely very much appreciate that rate and review because that gets the Poema PDX podcast out there to more people. And you can also share it um, as much as possible to your friends and uh-huh. whoever you think would want to hear. So, yeah. Bouse. My dog is saying hi to everyone. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that pretty much wrapped up all the questions I had. I think that we have – you've got somebody in mind coming up for the next podcast, right? Yeah, so we have uh, my buddy Tyler. So, Tyler is kind of hey, like – Tyler! He's, he's like the reverse – engineer of entrepreneurship it's kind of like it's it's a very fun way to put it but to give a very short intro to him is that he he's like the guy that like he's so analytical it's really really great but it's something that like he wants to make sure that everything is lined up before he makes the, the, the first step and I think that being able to pick apart that like next week would be really cool to like hear like why why does someone have to know every single step before they make a step it's kind of just like you know that that quote-unquote safety that you have or the fail proof but like we get to hear the conversation next week about like how he views failure when amber and i we view it as learning he may view it as this thing rock bottom and we get to like really see how he how he researches how he digs in and actually how he processes making decisions because he has made some pretty cool decisions he's he's in choir he's he got his master's in in a choral directory wow. and to be a choir instructor and stuff which is really rad um but like he is at the same time like he is just taking it step by step and piece by piece. And like, it's been a pretty long journey for him, but he still is consistent. He still is wanting to push into music. So we get to hear about that. So we get to take a little break from photography. Um, Cause we had, we had two photography podcasts um, and now we get to go into some music. So that's going to be super fun. Cause right on. we are all about that space. Yeah. And I want to say that I am totally open to interview um, anybody from Jesus Culture, Bethel, Hillsong, any of those folks that are listening right now, because we know that they are. Um, I personally will interview them myself if they ever want to come on this podcast. So you're trying to say that you're going to do a one-on-one without me? No, you you will be obviously my. Oh, your, okay. You said oh, one host. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just putting myself out there that I will definitely definitely take those interviews when you know that becomes available. So it's also you know a dream. So no big deal. But it could be our campaign. Make Amber's dreams come true. She wants to interview some some of these worship leaders from some of these awesome places yeah. that she listens to all the time. Hey, I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. Good. Hold on to your dreams. You never know. Long ago. I just saw Debbie. She's moving to Nashville. Debbie Whoa. Her from Jesus Culture, Bethel Music. 
restaurant, Jesus Culture, Bethel Music, but she's moving to Nashville, and it was, like, really a sweet, like, send-off that they had on Instagram. I was watching, and it was just so cool, but I really love her, so anytime she wants to come on here, I'm game. I know you're, you'd probably be game for that, so. Yeah. Be pretty. Yeah. Brian and Katie Torwalt, if you're listening, which, of course they are. Why wouldn't they be? Um, yeah, we're down for an interview. <laughs> Yeah. And anyone else. I'm kind of joking on those, but <laughs> um, anybody really. We want to hear your stories for real. Like, we like real life stories. You know, like, tell us where you've been, what you've gone through, and where you, what you came through to get where you are, and how the Lord helped you in that way. You know, just awesome stories of the yeah. Lord's oh. you know, redemption. I'm all featured in cream. Yep. Definitely not all peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. All right, and off. Good stuff. Peaches and cream. Well, until next week. No, actually, you're doing it every other week. So, next time. Yeah. <laughs> until next time on the. We're so corny. I love I it. It's so bad, but it's good. But it's bad.